Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy New, Happy New, New Year, Year. Too. Yeah. and to our legion of listeners, I suppose. Also, yeah, we made someone's year with the last episode of 2023. Have we really? Yeah, Andy the Talking Hedgehog breach. He was delighted. It's... I haven't listened to that episode yet. Well, you should watch, watch the film, the film first. first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a little. There's a little. The corner of your mouth is curling up as you say that. <laughs> so, but I need. Is is it one that? You don't want spoilers from the pod. You need to experience it first in, Just the, in the visual form. At least some of it. I don't think you'll last the, the course. <laughs> okay. We Last time we got together, we recorded a bunch of episodes. So this is the first time that we've been together yeah. for a little while. Mm. I don't know. Four, it's not that long. It's not like years, but a fortnight. Been up to much? There's a bit of Christmas and a bit of New Year and that. Yeah. Yeah. New Year. I mean, irrelevant. We had the Hoot Nanny on. Oh, did you? Yeah. Who was on that? Joss Stone. Did you know that she was back around? PP Good. She's got a funny name. And there was some other ones. Rod Stewart on it. He looked, anyone was anyone good on it? God. Uh, was any? But they had these Irish guys doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> they were quite good. Commitments. No, it you're, was, I know you're a big uh, fan. So. No, it was more sort of shanty based. Okay, I could be that. into that. Yeah, they were yeah. pretty good. He had an amazing like moustache where it's really thick here, going up into the sideburns, okay. and then like not nothing here. On oh, the wow. chin, yeah, like a sort of like a mouth strap, an inverted handlebar. <laughs> yeah, like he was wearing a horse's bridle. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, yeah. Was, is it like Melchitz when he's got it in his like in that like net, the moustache net? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, w- I went to bed about ten, ten to ten last night. Did you? Yeah, right. couldn't really be. I like the bells are just so completely. I got a, I got a message from my daughter at like quarter past twelve, like <laughs> happy birthday, oh, happy birthday, happy, <laughs> happy new year. And I didn't see it till the following morning. I was like, like she's 12 and she's seeing it. She's <laughs> it's more hardcore staying, than you. Yeah, yeah, staying up past the bells. But no, I, I, I'm not we, into we it. Stayed really. up, we stayed up. We, the last couple of years, we've, for, I don't know why, but we've been watching Jaws films. So last night was Jaws 3D. All right. Oh, so it's, you've really re- reached the heights then. Well, we've got Jaws Revenge to look forward to yeah. at the end of this year. God, Did you watch it with your daughter? Dreadful. No, no, no. She's in bed. Okay. Yeah, no, that was that. Was that. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. No, I've, I'm, I don't have any New Year's traditions other than always have, always get seafood, and okay. then and then I drink lots and lots of wine, and that's why I didn't last beyond yeah. ten beyond ten o'clock. So cool. That segues nicely into this week's uh, yeah. midweek mention, Absolutely. Yeah, which I mentioned a little while ago actually, because it, it's in the prime categories of films that are about to be left. Yeah, and this is Heat. Yeah. I think it, it might have been the fact that you'd mentioned it, that it resonated yeah. there in, in my brain. And then I spent a lot of last week just like burying films. The weather was cack, so yeah. I was indoors most of the time. Yeah. Put a load of films on, and mm. one of them was Heat. And then we thought we'd we'd chat we'd talk about, about it. it. Yeah. And I haven't seen it for the pod this time, but I've seen this movie numerous times before. And it's, this is one of the best crime drama thriller heist movies of yeah. all time an absolute like masterpiece of the genre i was going to say is those words was, we're in masterpiece territory here yeah however and i don't often tell you the metrics but should we just talk about those for a minute because 8.3 that's that's decent on imdb that's nearly as good as the band you're talking oh arlo the <laughs> farting warthog or whatever it was <laughs> yeah 83 on rotten tomatoes only 76 so 25 percent of critics didn't give this a favourable review on Metacricket. Mm, yeah. I find that staggering. Do you think that it's... Because obviously we're all 
of it's, an age to have enjoyed this when it came out. Nineteen ninety-five. I mean, so it's ninety-five. Yeah. So we'd have been in the sort of seventeen, eighteen-year-old bracket, that kind of thing. Well, I think it is a very blokey macho movie. Yeah, but we'd have like as sort of like young lads watching a film. It was brilliant then. Yeah. As you watch it more, I mean, I've only ever seen it once since it since it came out. Other, well, twice now because I watched it for, again mm. for this. But I can imagine that you watch it now, old, watching it again through like older eyes and everything like that. It still absolutely stands up and is is brilliant. But if you watch it, say you're you're younger and you watch it now, because there's been quite a lot of films that are of a similar sort of ilk. But this is I wouldn't say this is the first of its kind, but it was it was a you know, it was a massive hit. I know, I know I suppose, that much. And also because, you know, like the Pacino De Niro thing, I know yeah. they've been in a couple of things before, but this is where they like, you know, obviously they're, they're literally going head to head in this. It's, yeah. It is, I think it's very macho. The women get a rough trot in this. It's yeah. either like the rejected wife or the rejected girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because um, his the movies... suicidal stepdaughter yeah, and, yeah, yeah. or prostitutes that are getting killed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and his movies are, you know, always about macho men and their yeah. world and that sort of thing. Yeah. So you know, know, you know that yeah. going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm just trying to work out why people might not have given it. For, people who've seen it for the first time, maybe in 2020, and they're it like early 20s or something like that, and it doesn't have any like hold any kind of like nostalgic. I don't know sentiments I'm, for them. But I'm all in on it. I think oh, it's fucking great. Hundred percent. Well, let's um, get into it, it. It starts off with heist number one. It's where we get to meet the crew, Neil McCauley. That's De Niro and his mob. And right out of the gate, you're looking at the cast, going, "Holy shit!" Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, going into it, but it's yeah. his crew is it's De Niro running the show. But then you've got Val Kilmer's in there. Val Kilmer's in, in great shape. Tom Sizemore yeah. in here. They've got oh god. Well, um, you don't see Voight in the heist, but he's no. part of the Danny Danny Trejo is the oh driver. yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's their getaway yeah. driver and this one they're all kind of dotted around we see Val Kilmer going buy some explosives cash with a fake ID and then De Niro going through a hospital he nicks an ambulance yeah and then, you get all the little details yeah. of the heist but you're still left a little bit is left to your imagination until yeah. it all comes together right yeah, so, yeah. Sizemore's just sitting in a lorry in a big fucking one of those big like 18 wheelers who goes and picks up the, the new guy because he's I think pivotal. Sizemore has him it in is, the lorry yeah, Sizemore yeah. picks him up and Wayne Grow. he's based on a real dude mm. right because he's when safe. he when he gets in the cab, like straight away, even like he they explain, oh, so this is a new. Oh, guy. is that he's... thingy Trimble or whatever his name is? The the inspiration no. for that. No, so it was another guy who was actually called Wayne Grow, the real no, right. the real dude. Oh, right, okay, but yeah, so he gets in the cab of, of like Sizemore's van or what, and starts to like just like you can tell he's got a lot of nervous energy, and and Sizemore pretty much just says straight away, "Look, mate, shut up! Mm. Like we're just going to go and do this. You know the plan. Don't yeah. deviate from it, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera this Wayne Grove character looks like a bit of a fucking like hillbilly like nut he's, job he's they're like professional yeah and they're a looks... well drilled crew this guy's a bit more of a loose cannon a bit more of an unknown quantity well even down to his appearance because all the others yeah. always look like I mean you know De Niro's always looking immaculately dressed all the way through this film there's a reason for that in the script he wears a grey suit always tailored you know very nicely it's supposed to be to help him blend into crowds when he's Walking uh, away from yeah. somewhere, it just looks fairly nondescript, although still sharp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that that makes sense. But yeah, this other guy's kind of got like a a balding mullet thing going on, bit of a bit of a tash. Yeah. Um, Wayne Grove, anyway. So yeah, he might become important as part of this heist. Yeah, and this heist, what they do, De Niro puts the blues and twos on on the ambulance to block the roads, uh, which stops the security van. 
and then they smash into it with yeah. the lorry that they've nicked, the big fucking lorry, like juggernaut thing, flips it over, and then with yeah. the explosives, they blow the door open, and the guards in the van are, they're fucking, like, they're completely out of it. They, I think they've got blood coming out of their ears from yeah. the, the noise of the explosives. Yeah. So they're not going to do anything. No, they're, they, they're, they're completely just taking dazed. They're and completely yeah. fucked. And they're, they're not taking everything in the van. They're there specifically for one package, which they take. It's about 1.6 million's worth of bearer bonds. It's exactly that amount, sorry. Yeah. But Mr. Loose Cannon, he's itching to pull the trigger. He's just one, he, he's bloodlust, yeah. I think. And then we, what we find later in oh, the film is that he's Kevin actually a serial killer. Yeah, that's yeah. Kevin Gage's yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, one of the policemen just stumbles forward and he shoots him. And so they, no point leaving yeah. live witnesses. So they get the nod and they just fucking execute and one of them on the floor, poor bastard, just gets fucking bang, yeah. bang in the face like yeah. they're gone. And then it cuts to, we kind of get interspersed then. We meet Al Pacino and it, it seems like he's having a good time with his wife. They're having sex. Yeah, yeah. And they're getting on fine, it seems, but that turns out to not really be the case. Yeah. And he gets the call. He's got to go out and they turn up at the scene and he's fucking good. Like, you know, he knows, you know, good escape routes. Why leave a, a live witness? Just kill him. Like he knows exactly. He works these crews. He's yeah, fucking yeah. high up. He there. reverse engineers everything yeah, from yeah. that. Yeah. And the I think plot. Do you say he's green? Uh, I think that's where it's it. It makes reference. He's supposed to. That to in the point. original cut, so, he had a coke habit, which is oh, why okay. he's because he's fucking really manic. Yeah, and he is pretty wired. And There's they, a thin they, line they, between they, him and the bad guys, really. But well, um, that's the whole point. Of yeah, that. exactly. And and I think, but I think this kind of like as you say, like the reverse engineering and everything, he he thinks incredibly strategically about how everything was put together and what where they arrived from and, you know, what, what the what the MO was. Yeah. Now we get John Voight into it and he's the kind of ringleader sort of, he's got his fingers in lots of different underworld sort of contacts and the, the money that they've stolen, the bearer bonds that they've stolen, they know that this guy, Roger Vincennes, who's played by the guy, I forget his name, but you see him in lots of different films. Yeah, Roger Van Zant. Yeah. And he is played by William Fitchner. Oh, William Fitchner. William yeah, Fitchner, yeah. He's, course, he's yeah. a banker in, he's a dodgy mob he's banker. He's the informant, in, isn't he? Well, well, he's a dodgy mob banker in Dark Knight. I yeah. wondered if this could be in the same world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Not because he dies, obviously. So they know that he will get, he will collect 100% from the insurers, but they, they posit this idea that if they could sell the bonds back to him, yeah. Mm, at a discount, then he can still sell, use them, and so he makes forty percent plus the insurance money. So he's so, quids yeah. in, they're quids in. He doesn't like that idea. He's like, no, it, it's not okay to fucking steal from me. I can't have word out on the street that you can just fucking rob from me. Because so be he's off. a money launderer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's really what kicks the the plot along. Yeah. Um, so we've got a successful heist, a bit of extra money coming their way, probably. Yeah. And now John Voight says, and I've got such and such a bloke who's got his eye on another score, you know, a fucking lifetime score. Yeah. A bank robbery. He's got all the schematics, blah, blah, blah. Go and meet him and see what you think. Yeah. And so this is what's going well, to be it, it the was a successful story. heist, but it was a, it was a, a messier than they, no one was supposed necessary. to necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Because of this, this loose cannon and only because it's relevant later on. There's a, there's a scene not long after the actual heist itself where they kind of like meet up in a cafe or a diner or something like well, that. Well, actually, there's another thing that happens at that heist is that there's someone overhears one of the guys, it's Tom Sizemore's characters, call someone slick. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then when Pacino's working the case, he's got informants and he goes to meet one. And this guy, it's like, come down to the fights, meet my cousin. He's got, he'll have some inf- information for you. Yeah. And he goes down and really this guy just wants Pacino to shut down another crew that's yeah. like, you know, getting on his turf. And it's like the most pathetic intel until he says this guy Slick's the real deal. And he's like, whoa, 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 Slick. Tell me about Slick. Yeah. yeah. Pacino, this is the era of Pacino where he just shouts about yeah. every line. Yeah. Watch the trip when Bryden and Coogan do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the film I think of when they, when they do that. Yeah, it's fucking really brilliant. Good. And um, so oh, it is massively over the top the performance of well, yeah. But without without at any point, do you, it doesn't ever take you out of the film. You don't ever no. think Oh, this guy's hamming it up. I think or it would have had acting or anything. It's they should have kept the cocaine thing in because I think it yeah. would have made more sense <laughs> it, for it Pacino's I think performance. I think it's probably because then we look at look at like you know his home life is like really dysfunctional. He's got third, this girlfriend this, who's his, got a no, daughter. his wife. It's his third wife. Okay, so like, sorry, yeah. they, are, they are married then, but he he lives in her house. Yeah, she's got a, she's a, hot. a, a yeah, she is hot. It's a very very severe fringe yeah. that she's got. Her daughter is there. The the father of the daughter is you never Absolute, see him, yeah. but is kind of it alludes to the fact that he's a bit of a dickhead. But you know he's he's kind of like sniffing around a bit. But like you say, the first sort of like scene that you see them in is like it's it's them being kind of like very like close and passionate and everything. But all is not yeah. all is not necessarily well. So he's a he's a man. You know he's got a seriously like fucking horrible job. And well, he's like the top it, homicide guy. Exactly, and he's got a serious amount of pressure on proper him. Proper so. crews. So I think he plays it as it would be. You've got to be like a seriously intense, like, you know, confident, overbearing individual to because you've you've got to go and shake up like informants mm. and, and fight, you know, that's well, how Pacino, you do your job. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, you can't be emotionally open and vulnerable, even with your wife. It's basically that's yeah. the point of that's the point. The toll he that literally says it to her. On it. She yeah. says, I didn't know I'd have to share you, you know, with all these crimes. That's the deal, baby. Yeah. And then when they have a proper fight, he goes, Okay, well, I'll share with you. I've, you know, seen this prostitute with an eight ball hemorrhage and fucking blah, blah. Yeah. And, and like, that's my life, you know, and that's who I am. I yeah. can't not do that. I have to do that. That's who I am. Yeah. And, um, that, and that sense of it, like, you know, being heavy, this mm. life, that's what also, like, pretty early on, I don't know exactly when, but there's going to be a scene when Pacino and De Niro me right is well, the whole, pretty much halfway through the, the film, whole yeah. marketing of the film was, was about that scene these almost. two they obviously they're in godfather part two but they didn't obviously share yeah, any yeah screen yeah. time because they're different time periods in that film but this yeah. was the first time they went head to head yeah toe to toe and so you're waiting for that yeah you but really they, they have this grudging admiration for each other because they understand the professionalism that it takes well, they, in they're, the, they're fine line so what yeah. so, so all yeah. the stuff that the intel that they've got means means that they can get up on the wire yeah. they can get the, all the surveillance stuff and blah, blah blah which culminates with the first bit of they're going to take down this this bullion place that they've done a couple of times already yeah and the, they've got i love this scene do you want to and i was just going to say there's one bit of information that is kind of relevant that was from that you know when they do the first heist they have like a meet up in the diner and it's where they're going to district you know they're, they're chucking bits of cash out to each other they're going to so kill wayne Grove. but they, they want to kill wayne Grove yeah. because of what he did because he was the one that put them in the extra shit the unnecessary yeah. stuff by executing one of the guards and then they go out into the car park outside the diner. They're just about to, De Niro's just about to execute him. And then I think there's like a kerfuffle it's, somewhere no, else. Someone a, comes. Police, get, police cops go Right, past, okay. Yeah. And it distracts him for a second. And then you turn right, like he turns around, Wayne Grove's gone. They run around the car park for a bit and everything. So that's that's kind of relevant because as, as you get towards the end of the plot, 
he pops up again and so yeah. that, that that was that was why i wanted to mention that but yeah as you, as you say it's it's moved on now they're going for the i mean we can't go into every scene because it's no, a long old movie it's a big, yeah. but this this one like there's a few just real like i would say like seminal really brilliant well, this moments. has got at least two scenes so all timers this bit i love because they're in the back of a like what you call a shipping container or something like that and they're they've got infrared cameras mm. looking and they're watching and they've got a SWAT team ready to go and they're waiting for them to actually break in and nick the gold they're yeah, after yeah. gold bullion this one and Val Kilmer's character Chris he's drilling through the, the vault so you think that's pretty like full on that's a pretty serious crime but not they have to take the stuff yeah. and so they're just watching they're staring and De Niro's looking out and you just have Pacino looking at and it's in negative so it's like they're the same person, just in negative. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah. good. I mean, it's. I guess it's quite simplistic or heavy-handed. You might say. I think it's great. It's yeah. Just like looking at himself. It's telling reverse. the story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This I is the, I the whole don't idea. Think it was necessarily heavy-handed. No. It was... I, I love it. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And so, oh, because it is essentially the movie is essentially a character study yeah. of the two guys, right? Yeah. Basically. So. But there's an idiot guy who then leans back on the shipping container and his gun taps and makes a noise. And De Niro looks and he's like, "We walk," you know, mm. and. Like, I was like, I'm nearly dead. And he's like, no, no, we fucking walk. Let's leave everything and go. Yeah. And, and have we had the whole thing? Because his motto that he repeats. He says it later. He said, he said it was. Never um, have anything like you couldn't drop your whole life in 30 seconds and leave yeah. it. When basically. you feel the heat around the corner, yeah. you've yeah, got yeah, to be yeah. able to go. Yeah. And so that you, that's, you're waiting for that moment. And that's an expansion of an idea that Michael Mann, would, his mm-hmm. character had in Thief, right? Yeah. In the same mm-hmm. same sort of vibe. Yeah. So there's that moment. And then then they know that he's like where's this fucking heat come from you know where why are they on to us how'd they get on to us and so they go down to the docks where all these fucking you know it's just this big plate and they're just pointing at things and talking about roads yeah yeah i love this and and knowing that they're being watched and then you've got pacino and his like crew all the cops are down there and they're like what the fuck are they doing down here and they're looking around and then pacino twigs he's like do you know what they're looking at they're fucking looking at us. But then when I'm watching it this time, I was thinking, so if he knows, I, I guess it could be on video camera, but I was thinking if he knows that they're looking at him now, just fucking like block off all the exits to the the thing, you know, that area. And you, you, if they're there, you got them. You got them. But I think they need to catch them in, because all, all they've got up to that point is circumstantial yeah. stuff. There's not a lot, not a huge amount of hard evidence. Obviously, there's no like fingerprints and DNA and things like that. So probably would have to... got six months for the, for the exactly. Yeah, like, yeah like, so the, these guys, they know these guys are big time. They don't want to bring them in or, like yeah. on the basis of the, the not flimsy, but you know, like the the stuff that they well, got. they suspect they want they... to catch them in the act, and they think that they're doing it covertly enough to for yeah. the for the gang not to know. But this is them sort of saying back to them, it's like, look, we know you're watching us, and we're smarter than you guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do suspect them of multiple homicides. So, uh, well, they do because three three guards are dead, and and, and <laughs> they, they've got something that they want to. Indeed, down but for. I, th- I think that the the point there is is that they want to catch them in the act as well. Which... And I think one of the things, right, that you feel throughout the movies, whichever you're watching the side of the cops and you want them to win, and you're watching the side of the bad guys and you kind of want mm. them to win as well. Yeah. And so you know at the whole time that this is coming crashing together. Yeah, yeah, and it it just. There's a lot of Pacino in a helicopter, and he sees Neil McCauley, isn't it? Is, yeah, 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 yeah. De Niro's character, and he just ends up like following him down and just pulls him over and says, Want to go, go, go get a coffee? Yeah. And you're like, Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so for this, they, they decided they would have no rehearsals, no no practice in nothing. They just did that, that scene 
you know first time bang oh, did it yeah, nailed yeah. it because they wanted it to be like a fresh kind of looking Organic, so was it yeah. the first take that i don't know the if they used they... the first take i'd like to think that they did that'd be yeah. amazing that'd be pretty cool it? but yeah it's great and they just he just says look i'm gonna fucking do it yeah <laughs> basically yeah. he's like if i will you know we we sit here and have coffee i will fucking take you down yeah, and, yeah. And, and, but, uh, so they like, both for, put the cards on the table as if they didn't know anyway yeah but, you know, for, just, for anyone that's listening that has never seen this film and hasn't seen this scene what it if what it effectively does is it it kind of like demonstrates or, or portrays this like mutual admiration that they have for each yeah. other in terms of how good they are at their jobs and how seriously they take it, how professional they're both like pet, like significant like pedants in terms of everything that, that happens. And, mm. you know, Macaulay, the second anything goes slightly wrong or deviates from the plan, he's like, no, we're checking out and we'll do this another time. Pacino is obviously he's like a, t- a total taskmaster with all of his rest of his group. Who I think he feels like he's surrounded by a lot of incompetence, which is a little bit like De Niro's character as well. They're just like the absolute figureheads of their respective parties. Mm. So they dis- they display a lot of admiration for each other. They they qualify that, but both of them say, "Look at any when it comes to it, I'll take you down." And it's like, "Okay, well, if it gets that, I will kill you." And it's much also as, much as I like you, I'll shoot you. It's but, two guys who are legends, at all time greats, like right, probably at, still in the peak of their powers here, yeah. like going off at each other. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, but even even when you take that, you know, that hype about these two acting heavyweights yeah. coming together it's still just a really good scene that really works well the right? first time because that they do come together it's for a chat it's not yeah. like a yeah, big action yeah. sequence yeah, no, or something that, it's two people acting you know yeah. it's just really good but it, and it doesn't it's not it's not like that either of them are trying to like you know out act each other or anything it just seems so fucking <laughs> believable. America. seems so <laughs> believable like you feel like you're there mm-hmm. watching these two characters forget that forget that they're actors like you know going at it yeah and so after that conversation then we the plot does kind of escalate because we've got the heist they've been given schematics of the bank they've got chips to put into the surveillance equipment to turn that off 20 minutes before they go into the bank but because of this roger vincent scenario and wayne grow yeah wayne grows basically he's, he's informing up and done a done a deal he's, with he's doing the dirty yeah. so people are wise to that this is going to go this is going to happen and so when they go into the bank the police are there yeah, just yeah. As, as they're walking out they're they're just just a fraction too late and chris sees them as he's getting he's smiling he's just about to get into the getaway car yeah and he just clocks the guy one of the policemen and it fucking kicks off one of the all-time best fucking like uh, yeah. shootout scenes it is it's it really like, is. In, a, in a really kind of like public place with but lots of people around there's been another that's one that's what makes it feel so, so horrific intense, right? yeah, yeah because it, and and, the, and it doesn't downplay like these are just weapons of of yeah. destruction it's not like pew 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 yeah, like it, it is, is in like action films this is like you know yeah. people are going to get sliced in half by things if yeah. they just straight in front of the wrong bullet or yeah. and the sound i remember the sound is just phenomenal so we, all the, the squibs where they tried to do the handoff for the barabons thing we didn't mention it because it's you know there's too much to talk about yeah they chris shoots from one of these big fucking gun and my mister said it's too loud i'm like it's not it's just the way they've done the mix in the yeah the, because all the conversations they've having have been the right volume this yeah, is just yeah, yeah. because guns are fucking that's loud, how right? he wanted to have it <laughs> yeah. yeah he yeah. wanted to have it because guns and they are don't, loud yeah. what they would normally do i think is dub the sound in afterwards whereas this they I must have been blanks or whatever they use yeah, yeah. 
and they they put loads and loads of mics around the, the streets and the set to capture the sound so that's i don't know i i don't think it's been done better before or since this and it's, this is like standout fucking brilliant it's like super intense yeah. all the all the kind of like the set the high scenes the shootouts and everything are like a, a super intense there's there's one horrible bit where sizemore bravely picks up a, a little girl to use as a human shield mm. which is which is nice but i'm not sure she, if this is in the manual what <laughs> no I was, gonna, I was gonna say i'm, I'm <laughs> even though i've seen the film before i've forgotten that bit and i'm like don't take the shot like, <laughs> like don't do that I'm, yeah. like if i'm the parent of that girl i'm like uh, yeah you know there must be a better way but anyway he, he like pops one into sizemore's chest and takes him down and then picks up the girl and and all is well uh, but then it's quiet after the uh yeah. shootout isn't it that's well you've still got things. a good hour of movie after Absolutely, the yeah. i thought i because i hadn't seen it for a little while i thought this was further on yeah than it was you it still feels got, like the climax and yeah. it should be but it, but it actually isn't yeah. but they use that in with in the marines as how to like retreat from a gun from that kind of scenario they show them like this is how you would do this the bit where val kilmer's character chris runs out of bullets and he rapidly changes his magazine that's shown to marine recruits as an example of how to perform that action properly yeah so after that you've got the fallout of chris has been shot and wounded and he's taken to a, like a dr nick riviera style yeah, yeah. there's jeremy piven yeah actually yeah because it was 90s wasn't it this yeah. had everyone from the 90s and, and so he's got a bit of tissue damage and a broken collarbone i think yeah. but he's, he's still in a bad way i mean he's fucking shot so he's got i think six hours to rest and recover because they've got some kind of flight yeah. to, to get out of there yeah but um, they're, they're, and then it's like well is de niro gonna be able to walk away from the heat he's now he's got a girlfriend yeah you've got this loose end with wayne grow yeah. is he gonna be able to let that guy mm. fucking get away mm. with it because he knows they're like well how did the how did the police know we were there and De Niro's like, well, who of the crew wasn't there? And Danny Trejo's character had bailed. Yeah. And it turns out he'd been tortured almost to death by yeah. Wayne Grow. Yeah. And that's how they knew about the heist. And that's how it all fucking got played out. And that's yeah. how the police got there so quick. Yeah. So it's like, is De Niro going to be able to just fucking let that guy get away And also it? he's got Nazi tattoos. And I know that's basically everybody's okay with that stuff now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're on Twitter, get mine tomorrow. <laughs> if you're on Twitter, uh, yeah, apparently. But um, yeah, yeah, the movie makes it pretty clear what an arsehole he is. So we understand when Corey serial- goes after him, like why he has to. Yeah. He's done all that shit. He also, there's this subplot of him as uh, a serial killer of prostitutes. Yeah. So he's not a nice guy. No. And so, yeah, he just swerves across the freeway. John Voigt phones him and says, this is where he is. It's up, I think you should leave him, but I'm just telling you that's where he is. Also, what we have we talked about when he met Ashley Judd in the bookstore and their whole relationship? Because she's going to, it's kind of again like Thief. She's going to she's we, gonna we drop haven't, her We haven't talked life. about like the, the stepdaughter. We haven't talked no. about Ashley this, Judd. Like, well, the, because like she's, this, she's this dropped show. her whole life to, to go along with Macaulay right and he's binned her off in this moment to go after wayne grow as well is that is that not right because so you're when you talk about ashley judd that's uh, val kilmer's girlfriend oh is it yeah so his girlfriend is edie who he's just met she's from the bookstore but he meets her in a bar he's rude to her at the bar yeah and then she she kind of like like retorts like retaliates but in in a like a really placid way and um, bit that didn't work for me is when she sees him on the news and knows it's him that's done and she's okay with it that is He, he talks around with Mm. like a little oh but i really love you and you're like nah i don't think she because she was so sheepish and so yeah she's like she's not gonna go a librarian basically and now she's going out with like a a real fucking badass but (laughs) i think what what you're meant to believe well what he has to convince her is that 
okay, yeah, this is what I do for a living, but absolutely everything else I said about how I feel about you and, and you know, and there's never really, but there's not been anyone really for years and everything like that. All of that is true. I've basically fallen for you. And and if and this is me, I'm getting out. This is I've got a load of money now, and we can all go away and start a new life somewhere else. And she ultimately falls for it. Well, that's the, again the same as in FIFA as well, isn't it? So many of the so I many unfinished of the themes FIFA yeah. that are the same. So, um, but we do we do have Ashley Judd, who is you know is Val Kilmer's smoking. other half. Yeah, she is smokes. They've got a kid together. She keeps again like Kilmer keeps promising her loads of stuff. She and then letting her down. That's quite a you know it's got a very volatile problem, yeah. relationship. But but the but the police pick her up. They they go and well they so I didn't really sorry I didn't understand this bit. So it's like what's that guy Hank uh, Hank Azaria? Yeah. So he's he's like a, a, a like a boy another boyfriend like a she's fucking him. Yeah. But it, it, is he working for the police or do they just use yeah, him? Yeah, they, as they the go in. It's get... when De Niro screams at him that she's yeah. got a great ass and you've got your head oh, all the way. He improvised <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Like, he improvised that, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Yeah. So he's been smuggling cigarettes across the border. Mm. And so they get him to, instead of doing jail time for that, because he's obviously a complete coward, really, yeah. he will, he'll then go to work for them. So then it, she's got, they've got her in the safe house and they're using her as bait to get Chris. Yeah. And he does turn up. He's had his hair cut, so he looks slightly different. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she just gives him a hand signal of like, no. no. Yeah. And he just, Don't bother. he just pretends he's lost and uh, gets back in the car and leaves. Yeah. And uh, Neil just pulls over and says to Edie, I'll be back in a minute. And yeah. he runs off and fucking terminates what's his face is in um, Wayne Gray. in police custody in a in a thing. He just fucking executes him two in the chest and one in the face. Yeah. I, I, he's he's not in police custody, is he? He is. He's in protective custody. He's in a hotel oh, suite in the ho- and there's two there's two police in another room watching his door on the right, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when he comes downstairs, he sees Pacino down the way. And yep. then he looks at Gino, looks at Edie, looks back, looks at her, and you're thinking, you fucking asshole!" And he just fucking runs off and leaves yeah, her. You're like, yeah, oh, he, the heat, he felt the heat, and he had to, he had to had go. To and they, they have this, then this standoff, this shootout moment in yeah. the, it's the just in an airfield, yeah. isn't it? It's like behind like luggage, old like discarded luggage containers and other buildings out right in the middle of the airfield and so on. But yeah. it's like it's brilliantly done this scene because of you know you've got planes coming in and and taking off, so it's only lit partially at times it's the lighting that does it yes yeah, the you know it's the light that but the mm. fucking how tense it is i'm yeah. like almost oh, oh please please someone like you, you're desperate for them to sort of one come out and reveal themselves because well at one point he's shooting at him Apatino's shooting vincent hannah he's shooting with a yeah. shotgun and when he's out of rounds he just chucks it on the floor and I, I, when they finish i'm like oh, did anyone go back and yeah get that. someone just had like to. a discarded <laughs> shotgun in there um, but yeah a, a 747 comes over and the lights just mm. pivot and he just sees a shadow mm. and turns around and it is like a Western, you know, bang, yeah. who can shoot first. And yeah. Vincent Hannah gets him mm. and he fucking empties the whole clip into him. Yeah. And then the, I think it's silent. He doesn't say anything, does he? And he just, he like gives him, holds his hand as he yeah, dies. As he dies, like, yeah. he still kind of respects him, even though yeah. he's fucking brutal murderer. Well, because I think because he, 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 understa- he understands him to like such an extent yeah. that... I think they obviously again admit this mirror, this like mirror yeah. image of each other, mm. but obviously one is one side of the line and, and the uh, one's the other. It's I'm tr- I'm struggling to think of another film where you've got that kind of final shootout, that that scene where you're rooting for both guys, mm. and they're literally I, either or either one or the other of them could have like bought it, and you'd 
you would have been kind of glad for the one that won and not for the one that didn't. It's and I can't tier, think of any other scenario. It's top tier writing ever. of a hero and a villain. Yeah. Because they're so close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the right guy wins in the end because he's yeah. the right side of the law. But yeah. still, it could have played out in a different way. And I don't think it would have necessarily like like been a horrible ending mm. or... You know, you d- you want both of them to survive and and De Niro to get away or whatever. Like it's just mm. it, it it is. There's loads of other stuff going on. Natalie Portman's character and her. Like, this is only a second movie she did, did Leon. Yeah, Leon she did. This. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad day. Couple it's of two good, start, good yeah. movies to start yeah, with. Yeah, there's the, her. There's her relationship with like uh, being rejected by her father, and she ends up like trying to kill herself. And then there's the the new getaway driver that replaces Danny Trejo and his whole probation thing, and how that system's completely fucked and you know can never work. Yeah. There's all that other stuff going on. It's a long movie, but absolutely, oh, but it, it absolutely like, like, yeah. rattles up. Like it is a juggernaut of a film, and it and it yeah. feels like that. The, the pace of it even in the you know the, just like the dialogue scenes and the slower yeah. scene and everything like that you don't feel at no point are you like looking away or, no, 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 or it's amazing checking your watch it's it's just it's consistent rhythm all the way through and then the score the score yeah. is amazing dj shadow uses it all the time in his live sets yeah, yeah. It's, it's brilliant yeah it's a tangerine dream one as well is it i was gonna say it sounds like tangerine dream i don't know if it definitely is but it, it could well be it's yeah. that that sort of hallmark it's sound vibe, yeah. yeah it's fucking brilliant yeah and you're saying, but in so terms- yeah, I mean, I, I know it's a bit like people would go on about the same set of movies and film bros and all that stuff, but this really is right up there with the best crime yeah. genre films, and it, it one of the best films of all time. Really, and they announced it? a sequel. Yeah, it's a book though, isn't it? It's got a book, which will become a movie. I'm yeah, sure. I guess. It's a, pr- a prequel and a sequel. Yeah. So obviously, it's going to be. Pacino, sorry, not Neil McCauley, because he. I guess yeah. well, to he be might the be in the prequel bit, you know, with the de-aging thing, because that seems he does a lot of or that. Or the de-killing for the sequel. No, I mean, but if you said it's a yeah. prequel and a sequel, yeah. they might, yeah, yeah. So his character what, might at least might be in the. It's got to be Hannah. It's got to be Hannah's story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so that'll be interesting to I, see. I'm just, I'm just reading here that there's that in. Yeah, like this. Oh, sorry, the back end of last year, there was there was more stuff that that came out about the the sequel, which is potentially going to be a film. But but I, he has sort of made this movie quite a few times with Thief, very similar themes. Well, not he, quite so much the duality of the of the people. But he did this involved, exact movie before with L.A. Takedown. L.A. Takedown. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't think Pacino. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what you should I, call I'm him. shipping them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think Pacino or De Niro have been as good since, to be honest. Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's true. I forgot about Rocky. And Have they both worked with <laughs> oh, Adam that's... Sandler since? So... Well, it's it's tough. It's tough to top this. I think I think they've been as good, like independently of each other. They've been as good, not necessarily better. Because how do you get better than than those performances and in, in mm. uh, of those characters? But yeah, there's there's tons of stuff that I think will still have been after this film. Yeah. But I guess not a whole heap because this is mid nineties. So. Yeah, but it's great. Absolutely. Strong, strongest possible recommendation. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. Me. An, an 11 out of 10 film. <laughs>